Can you hear me? Yes. <clears throat> yes, I can hear you. Ah, great. Um, can you uh, can you turn on your webcam? I guess I can turn on mine as well. Okay. If you want to see me, I don't know. Are you gonna record this on your end? I, I assume you are. Or um, I'm. Can you just send me a copy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'm I'm live streaming it right now, so I mean you can just like grab it from oh, the stream. Oh, okay, hi. Yeah, you're you're live by the way, so don't don't say anything. Uh, oh, anything bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see if I can get you uh, get you on the stream as well. Um, how do we do this? Um, what are you using OBS? Yeah, I'm just thinking about the best way to get you on maybe i can just like full screen like this maybe is this fine chat i think this is fine you can see him right Wait, what's, what's the name of your channel i'm gonna see i want to see the live chat yeah you can see on uh twitch.tv slash uh dario rahim oh, just like my name oh you're on twitch i don't have twitch on my phone oh yeah <laughs> no worries um, so yeah, uh, I guess just to uh, contextualize a bit about like um, why I sort of uh, reached out to you, um, I, I've, I've I listened to your talk with Vosh and with uh, with Destiny as well, and I I, I think uh, I think we agree on like most things in terms of like the uh, your statements on like religion and like uh, Muslim culture and uh, and sort of uh, how I guess religion is bad for people in terms of like. Um, making like logical connections and sort of teaching people how to sort of think about things in, in a way that's more positive. Um, right. What I specifically thought was interesting was if you're, I guess, you said that you don't really think that like cultural Muslims exist or or something around that line, or you don't think that like it's oh. very prevalent. Um, I guess I wanted oh, to. I, yeah, it's not very, I didn't say they don't exist. They obviously do exist, but relatively they're very small compared to cultural Christians and oh, cultural okay. Jews. Cultural sure. Jews, for example, are very common. Jews that don't believe in any of the stories and uh, many of them don't even believe in God, but yet they're culturally Jewish. Um, cultural Christians, I mean, cultural Christians is also very normal if you consider people who celebrate Christmas and Easter also culturally Christian, then that includes a whole bunch of atheists that are culturally Christian, right? Mm. Um, but cultural Muslim, I'm not against it. I'm against reform Muslim. Yeah, like sure. Reform, but cultural Muslim, I'm actually very for that. Um, most people who have left Islam I don't want anything to do with it ever again. Sure. They have completely washed their hands off of it. Like, no, no, thank you. I mean, I know people. You were a, who... you were a Muslim before, right? Uh, I remember yes, you yes. saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, do do you do you like partake in like any of the traditions or stuff? Uh... So uh, my love and hate relationship with Islam is not, you know. So I I hate Islam as a guide to life, right? As a source of morality and all of that. That I think is one of the worst. <laughs> set of ideas for you for anybody to use but when it comes to the parts that i like it's it's the mythology and the history and maybe some of the arts the calligraphy the architecture the mosques that part i enjoy i'm not you know I, i'm not into traditions in general um so 
you know. I li- I, li- I personally I, I like the food. I think the the food. Oh yeah, the food. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I thought I liked Muslim food until I went to Israel, and then the Jewish people gave me the same food, and they said this is our food. And I'm yeah. Like, okay. I, so this is this is Middle Eastern food. This is not Muslim. Yeah, food. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. No, yeah, that's that's right. I I, I guess I'm mostly right. talking about like my experiences with like uh, I guess my personal experiences with like Muslim culture. I was born into like a Muslim family. Uh, my parents are relatively traditional. I guess they they don't do like the prayers or whatever, uh, but they don't eat like uh, like pig meat, uh, like bacon and stuff. Uh, they don't like they and they believe in like uh, like God and stuff and like whatever. Um, right. But but they they didn't like they didn't try and like push the religion onto me more like the traditions right so i was never like i was never like a believer in like the supernatural aspects or whatever but i i, I did like celebrate um uh ramadan and like uh fucking um the fuck do, we, well you we, take we'll the it... ramadan celebrating ramadan is not the fasting part that people are celebrating it's the eating part that people are celebrating yeah 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 the true. breaking of the fast yeah 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 and, and um, we yeah we celebrated uh bayram uh, it was called here. I actually I don't know if there's like different names for it. Um, do you know what I mean when I say Bayram? No. Uh, fuck. So here's a here's the thing. Oh, it's it's Aid. The Aid. Aid. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which one? There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, it's the uh, it's it's the end. I think the end of Aid. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is Bayram. Yeah. So here's a here's a. Here's what I would tell you. I think the interesting thing is that a lot of people use cultural Muslims and reformed Muslims interchangeably. Sure. And they cannot be any more opposite. And I support one of them, and I'm fundamentally against the other one. Um, and they actually, they're, po- they're polar opposites of each other, right? Um, cultural Muslim if we want to use the same terminology that that we use when we say cultural Christian or cultural Jew, if we want to use the same um, for what we mean by cultural Muslim, then cultural Muslim is a person who doesn't believe but still wants to enjoy, t- partake in some of the traditions, some of the art, some of the fashion, some of the food, some of the community gathering and stuff like that. So it's like, tradition without the belief okay the reform muslim is in some way the exact opposite reform muslim is like well there are some of the traditions that i don't want that i see as problematic and i don't want to continue but i want to keep the belief i want to be i want to believe in allah i want to believe in muhammad i want to believe that the quran is the direct word of god i want to keep the belief i don't want to keep the you know, there are some parts I yeah. want to maybe excuse and say, well, maybe this is not what Islam is really is. Um, but the core belief, I don't want to give get rid of that. I actually, me, actually, pro- oh sure. Hmm. No, I actually, I, I have an I have an interesting question about that because I didn't feel like you got too deep into that with sort of like destiny. Um, right. It's just like, what are your like general beliefs about concepts like freedom of religion? Or, or like generally of religion, right? So it's so like religion takes on many forms, right? Some people will often distinguish between organized religion and just like being religious or like spiritual in some sort of way. Are you against all of that? Or are you mostly against like or- organized religions? 
No, I'm against all falsehoods, not just religion, all falsehood, all false information, harmful, harmless, anything that is not based on reality, I'm against it. But that is not... So wait, so are you against like but... fantasy? Like like elves and orcs and like enjoying... No, because you don't actually believe it's real. Hmm... I would be like having okay. If I like Harry Potter, I enjoyed Harry Potter. I read it as a kid. I really enjoyed it. Okay, that's not a problem. If you actually believe that's real, <laughs> that sure. represents something that it, that's a, that's an issue. Okay, mm. that's a major difference. Okay, imagine if you lived in a world where all of a sudden kids all, all believe that okay, Harry Potter is real, and they want to figure out how to do witchcraft, and they went in the woods, started looking for Hogwarts. Um, that would be like a weird and problematic word for us to believe. Like if pe if if people couldn't understand how to detect what's real and what's not real, sure. that's an issue, right? Sure. So you can mm, enjoy. But what again, would you? That's why. What would you do what, about it? Is, okay, so here's. Let me actually um, also say something. This is why I like Islam as fantasy. I like Islam as mythology, right? I think there's some some fascinating stories that. I tell Muslims, like, you have no idea how much more fun Islam is once you stop believing in it, <laughs> right? Uh, you can enjoy fantasy. That's not, I'm not against that. But again, you you mention, you use those, you put two things right next to each other. You're like, what do you think about religion and what do you think about freedom of religion? Those are, yeah. like, I could be for freedom of religion while being against religion. Sure. At the same time, those two those two positions can be held at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I I agree. I, I'm yeah. just asking like where you stand. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, yeah. like, I... like some people will will go as far as say they for like they will try and forbid like any any like form of like religious thought. Like people will burn no, like religious I... books and stuff. Like, okay, so I'm not against burning religious books just to fight. Um, any form of like free just in the same way that I support religious people expressing their ideas and fight for their rights and nobody being able to stop them from expressing themselves in any way they want as, as long as they're not harming any individual. I think burning their sacred books is also an expression of an idea that should not be prohibited. Sure. In fact, I burned the Quran and put it on YouTube. Sure. Right? Um, so, um, but, okay, so just yeah. to continue that thought, um, so, so would you, would you that, cause it seems like you're very, and I agree with this, you're, you're very concerned with like the real life consequences of like religion and like, and like believing like bad things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I like my question because I value like individual freedoms very highly. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, 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 yes. I'm, I'm like a libertarian in some sense or in Same. many senses. Yeah. So, so like, um, so, so like depending on how you frame that or like your specific like beliefs on how to deal with people who are religious, right? I don't necessarily think like if, if, if religion doesn't have bad real life consequences and like you just believe that there's a God or whatever, it just like keep makes you feel safe or whatever, but it doesn't like come to fruition through like bad actions in your real life in any kind of way. I don't necessarily think that's like bad. Well, it is bad because you don't. Um, he, the the my okay. This is like this is he, here's the claim, and I don't think it's an extraordinary claim to make. Um, I think the more our beliefs are based on falsehoods, um, the more our understanding of how the work works and what 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 we are and 
what is what is close to reality and what claims are so far away from reality i think the more real thing the more real things we believe and the less false things we believe we will be able to operate better as a society and progress faster okay um you don't wait for ideas to be harmful to fight them uh, if they're false you fight for the truth because it's the truth you know uh believing in true things is better than believing in false things um, sure i, I mean you, I, if oh, i always say like it. if you if you allow if you allow believing in harmless nonsense without evidence you're also opening to the door to harmful nonsense without evidence because the gate that you just opened was critical thinking skills once you open that door once you don't have that filter there is like there is no other gate that comes after. Where are you going to introduce that gate filter next? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like if you like for example palm reading, right? That's nonsense, right? You don't believe like you could tell the future by reading someone's palm, right? Um, but I don't think there's nobody's being killed for palm reading. Uh, not that I know of. There's no wars being waged for, uh, in the name of palm reading right now, at least. Um, so people are like, okay, well, they believe in palm reading. That seems like harmless. Who cares? Let them believe what they want, right? Um, but, you know, a person that believes in palm reading is gullible enough to believe in all other bunch of nonsense, right? You have, this is a person that has, does, not have, does not know how to look for evidence, believes things randomly, is gullible for this person who can be taken advantage of, can may, be made to believe in harm, other harmful things. A person who believes palm, like you could tell your future by looking at the bottom of your hand is also a person who might likely believe that vaccines cause autism, right? And vaccine, believing that vaccines cause autism could end up being harmful to you or your children. So if I know that you believe palm reading is actually a legit way to know your future. I'm going to use, I'm going to, if, if, by the way, if you allow me, like if you show me the green light, I'm never going to force my ideas or content on you. But if I see that you've shown me the green light and you're open for me to challenge you on that, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to tell you why that's horseshit. Why, like, how do you, how did you come to that conclusion? Like people like me, you're going to tell me like, oh, that's a waste of time. I mean, this is not a harmful idea. I mean, but if you if I give this person the tool to realize why that's a bullshit idea, you know, you're also equipping them. You're also giving them the tools for them to recognize what other ideas might be bullshit that might be harmful in the future. And you never know what ideas are going to be, end up being. You know, what I say is like your beliefs are like a map, right? And if the objective real world is like a feel like you have trees and you have mountains and you have a river and you're looking for your treasure and everybody has their own treasure like they're going through their life and they're trying to achieve their goals and you have a map and let's say you have a map i have a map my map is com completely like random like the mountain is in the wrong place the river is in the wrong place everything is just random like all over the map your map is more accurate. It's not completely accurate because none of us could know exact, always 100% certain what's, what's real. But it reflects real. Your map reflects reality much more closely than my map. More like if you go through life looking for your treasure with your map, you're more likely to find your treasure than I am. You know, sometimes I might get like, I can't oh. just, you know, get treasure. But you are, you have the tools, you have well more equipped. So I'm just like, 
that's why I'm saying like if our belief systems are matched reality closer, it just doesn't it doesn't only help us individual individually. It's just it's a healthier society to live in as well. Yeah, I, I mean I, I agree with that. Um, do 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 you know the difference between a descriptive and a prescriptive statement? Uh, I I yeah, but can you remind me? I've yeah been, yeah. Like, so 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 I I think me and you I think we agree on like the descriptive statements. So so talking about like what is like like how how is religion a problem? Right. Like all these things. So so what I want to know is like what are your prescriptive statements? What do you want to do about it? How do, how right. do we how do we achieve like the goals? Right. So there and, is an odd too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, how do how do we how do you? I guess, uh, would you would you be for like legislation, like legislating against like certain types no. of like religion or, or? Oh no way! Okay, so any 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 <laughs> any solution that involves um, taking people's individual freedom away um, is replacing one problem with a bigger problem. Okay, in my opinion. Right, um, like you know, do, so no, I'm definitely not for that. I'm I'm for um, having more conversation, normalizing dissent, normalizing having difficult conversations, um, encouraging people to reevaluate their ideas. Um, you know, it's very interesting because a lot of people tell us, like, Army, why can't you just let let people believe what they want? And I tell them that's exactly what we're doing. You're like if if imagine if somebody is born as a Muslim and they are not exposed to any other ideas other than Islam when it comes to their ideology, then technically they are not be they are you know they don't they're not choosing they are not exposed to any other ideas other than Islam, so they haven't made a choice. The only way that you could let them believe what they want is by exposing exposing them to multiple options. For them to choose one, right? Yeah. So for sure. by exposing them to ideas other than Islam, we are the ones who are letting them believe what they want. You, yeah. the people who are advocating, oh no, like let's not expose them to anything else, or anything else other than Islam. I have to tell them why can't you let them believe what they want, right? And sure. again, this this not like when I again I have a lot of. Um, anti-Muslim bigots that get excited sometimes, you know, about our anti-Islam content until they realize what we actually stand for. Because they, they, a lot of people think like anti-Islam content and activism might suggest that we are against Muslims as people in any way. But then when they start following us, they realize that actually it's the, comp it's the exact opposite. The best way to convince people out of their ideas is to befriend them, right? Like I, I say, like the best way to fight Islam is to befriend Muslims. So it does not require any like hostility towards people who believe in a certain idea. It's, it's only going to get their guard up. It's and it's also going to make them more radical, and it's also going to make them more tribal because now you are an out out group attacking them, Ask and they have to, to rely on their actually tribe for, uh, for, um, for for protection against you. So it's going to make them close, you know, you know, get their guards up, close their minds. Obviously, that's not going to work. I mean, to be fair, like even if there was, even if strategically it doesn't make sense, it's just not nice. You don't want to be a dick to people, right? But there's two. By the way, like there's two different forms of activism 
one of them, uh, the tone of it is a lot more hostile than the other one, but they have different, like, we, and we do both of them, um, and they have different purposes, right? Like, for example, when we go out against, talk about against Islam, and we're just putting our content out there in public, when you consume that content, it seems like very aggressive, very, like, no holding, you know, no holding any punches, um, very, very... Um, aggressive, very, very like unapologetic anti-Islam, you know, rhetoric. Um, but the main goal, and but then if you look at the way we, if we have discussions with Muslim about their ideas, and we talk to them for why they might be wrong, it seems um, a lot more kind and gentle and friendly and sympathetic. And some people feel like, why is there two so extreme? Like, why is your tone so different in the in these two methods of activism? But the reason is their their purpose is different. Um, one of them is fighting for freedom and free, freedom of expression, right? One of them is about, oh, here are the red lines you're introducing to us about the things that we're not allowed to say. And we, we look at your red line and we spit on your <laughs> red line and we cross it. Like, fuck you, you don't get to tell us what to say, right? Um, I'm curious... Um, yeah, so so right. just just to just to bring it to an area that's maybe more interesting. Do you mm -hmm. think that there is a degree of uh, religion that is so bad that you would advocate for like going against like people's individual freedoms? Like for example, let's say, let's say there's a, a, like I'm not trying to like name any societies or whatever. But let's say there exists like an oppressive society with a dictator that determines okay everybody here has to undergo these religious rules which are very strict and like whatever like the worst parts of islam or whatever like whatever religion you think is the worst um do you think there is an argument for like going in and like getting those people out of that because they cannot freely choose to leave it or or would you would you still only like seek to inform well, any form of restriction, pe restricting people's freedom of mobility or anything like that um, has to be, the standards for those people has to be the same standards that you apply to people outside of that religion. Do you know what I mean? Like, Not can I don't you elaborate? Think, like, okay, so for example, are you talking, let's say we have a religious cult that is holding children in without their permission, uh, without without their you know against their will and indoctrinating them, I don't know, like maybe molesting them or something like that, and then you send in the cops to free the children. You would have sent the I would have sent the cops even if they were not religious, right? Sure. Like even if they were like based like even if it was a group of people that were doing this based on no ideology, they just like oh let's just have this group and brainwash people so we could have sex with them or something like that. I don't like I don't think I think the standards should not be you know the standards should be equal to people on what the role of the government or um True. you know force should be no matter what you know I guess the question the question yeah. there is um like some could argue I'm I'm not sure if I would I I'm ready to make that argument but like you could argue that religion in itself creates a system that sort of brainwashes and perpetuates itself like through the people right so so like something as simple as just like letting right. children grow up in a religious house 
is already mm. like indoctrinating them into the religion in in their most like vulnerable years, like the the years right. where they sort of start thinking about the world, right? So, so I mean, could you make an argument that it is like immoral to not like save those children, for example, from? Right, but if I make an argument for against like what's the role of the laws and government for stopping you know parents from scaring their kids about eternal hellfire or something like that it needs to be a law that would require that will also um stop anybody from doing that in a non-religious way yeah you know i, I mean? agree yeah, yeah so yeah so um, well, I guess the the only difference yeah, but, would be in like severity, right? So you could argue that right. in some ways but, religion is worse than like I don't know believing in ghosts yeah. or whatever. But but yeah, but the thing is that when it comes to government involvement, the government, you know, um, I think it should be left up to us activists to fight ideas themselves. The government should just be responsible for what's the immediate harm. Or what's the harm, right? You know, and what what laws do I need to pass to protect my citizens from the harm itself? No, I can The government should not get involved in. Oh, what ideas? <laughs> what are the good? Like, you know, as a libertarian, I also, you know, I, you know, I think like the the marketplace of ideas, just like the marketplace of, you know, goods and services, should not be up to the government for it to like manipulate you know what i mean okay um interesting the government should be like okay you guys are harming my citizens cut it out <laughs> right you can't do that to my citizens right but when it comes to which ones which ideas are good ideas and which ideas are bad ideas the government should just provide an environment where those ideas could challenge each other's and let the best ones win I, mean. I guess the question would be if like some ideas are so egregious that they should be like discouraged from from a, like a centralized system. It doesn't. It does. Well, yeah. I mean, if it comes to taking power or stuff like that's different. But when it comes to just people being able to express them, um, it doesn't work for the government to be like, you cannot even express these ideas. This is one thing I like about the United States. If you have like a Nazi protest out there. Uh, and the mob wants to attack the Nazis, the police will be sent out to protect the goddamn Nazis against the mob, right? And, you know, you can still compare that to a country like Germany where there are restrictions for what these what people can say. Like, you can't do the Nazi salute, you can't deny the Holocaust. And we haven't seen that really that, that working in Germany. I mean, we have, you know, um, we, a lot of these... Um, Nazi parties are now have a role in government, uh, even after introductions of these laws. I just think, like, first, when you when you want to when you want to outlaw certain ideas, there's certain things that you're doing that is dangerous about it. First of all, I don't think you're helping the ideas die. You're what you're going to do is you're going to drive them underground. They're going to go in the dark, and they're going to start growing in uh, out of our sight, and they're going to become a bigger problem than we recognize because we don't even see it as a problem. Um, another thing you're going to do is you're going to give these people the victimhood card and they're going to play that <laughs> victimhood card. They're like, well, what are these people afraid of? The only reason why they can't, uh, they're outlawing our ideas is because they don't have the logic. I mean, a lot of people also assume that there must have something, there must be something that they real about what they're saying or else people wouldn't be outlawing them or else people would just be arguing against them. Sure. And, and, then, and the third most dangerous thing is that 
you know, you're giving the government the authority to decide which ideas are too dangerous to express. And once you give that government that authority, you don't really know how that government is going to use that authority, right? Like maybe now they managed to go, you know, it's, I just, the government shouldn't have that power because you never, you can't trust the government to use that power responsibly at all times, right? There are going to be many ideas that should be like, you know, if you're like, oh yeah, please shut these people up, government, please, please. Um, you know, tomorrow they're going to come after you. Tomorrow you just give them the tools to come after your ideas. Um, in a decade sure. or so. I, I think okay. I, I think sort of the uh, the discussion of like freedom and like what, f for example, freedom of speech actually entails is really interesting. Uh, so, so like one one could argue, and like I would make this argument like as well, is that it isn't necessarily about only the negative freedom, sort of like what you, what you cannot do, right, or what you cannot stop people from doing. It is instead uh, what people should be concerned about is effective freedom, like how 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 like yeah. in effect, like how much freedom do you actually have on like with the laws in place? So, for example, right now, even in the U.S., there are restrictions of freedom of speech. Right, you can't do calls to violence on like a mm. in, in like a in like on your platform. Right, like if you're like a let's say you have like millions of followers uh, or whatever, you can't just like type out names. Oh, go uh, go attack this and this person or whatever. You'll be stopped. Right. Um, but that isn't that a, isn't that because that in that situation it's not the expression of an idea that is a problem. What you the reason why that's outlawed is that it's being covered under a different yeah. law. Like for example, if I say like, oh, buy this bottle, um, it cures cancer, right? And it's just a bottle of water, and I start selling it. If I get arrested for that, I can't just be like, "Oh, what happened to my freedom of expression? I should be able to, I should be able to freely say that this, even if this doesn't cure cancer, my freedom of expression means that I should be able to tell people that this is cure cancer." Like, no, this is th there's a different law. Like, you can't have this is a scam. <laughs> You're conning people. This is covered by a different. This is not the reason why this is outlawed. Is not that it's your you shouldn't be able to say what you're uh, saying. Uh, what you want to say the reason why this is outlaw is because you're running a scam right well, so sure but but I mean, it's it's effectively like uh suppressing what you can and cannot say right so so you, you, there are restrictions of like what you can or cannot say but those are like common sense uh i guess you would say restrictions based on like people's well-being right you don't you don't have the right to like scam people or you don't have the right to like yell fire in a crowded area or whatever to make people panic uh, even though those are like restrictions, we put those restrictions there because we recognize that there would be more issues if they weren't there. Yeah, but I don't see that as a restriction of freedom of expression, right? I just uh, I see that as a as, you know the 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 reason why those things are restrictions are they are violating laws that is not just about expressing ideas, right? Um, I mean, sure, but but I, couldn't you couldn't you yeah. then say because a good example that I guess to bring up is is Germany, right? So so in Germany they have like ant, anti Nazi laws, right? You, like you cannot mm -hmm. like uh, I I don't remember the exact you can't law. Deny the Holocaust. Yeah, 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 stuff like that, right? So so you would say, well, their freedom to to like deny the Holocaust or like talk about Nazi stuff or whatever is restricted, right? They're they but but they're restricted by other laws. So would you then say no, that? They have freedom no, of speech. It's just simply an. Ex the whole purpose of that law is 
is the restriction of expression uh, uh, restriction of expressing an idea like it's not a scam it's not like a it's not already covered under you cannot cause people like violent harm like this is uh, the entirety of that law is like you cannot express a certain idea that's the whole purpose of that law that's what i'm against this is a restriction of an idea simply for restricting an idea like that is the entirety of it right it's completely different from like me like calling somebody like hey go kill this person i'll pay you five thousand dollars if you pay kill this person and then i get arrested for that the, the law that made me get arrested for that was a law that will that exists independently from a restriction restrictions of um, expressing of ideas like that's a law about like you cannot hire people to murder like but i could i cannot come like well i was just expressing my idea on the phone like this was just speech like no this is like i mean i don't know do you see the difference one of them is about just sure. restricting ideas the other one is about sure i i think i i think i sort murder. of get where you're I think I get. I think I get where you're coming from. Um, I guess I, I would ask you some clarifying questions. So, for example, so it seems like you're you're more interested in like restriction, restricting like certain actions, so to say, rather than restricting ideas or like you want people to be able to express ideas, but not like scam people or whatever. Um, so well, so here, here here's the line. If some, I think here's my line. I think I think if somebody comes and says. Oh, Armin left Islam. People who leave Islam should die. I think that's in a in a video game. Yeah, in Minecraft. Uh, I think that should be allowed. If somebody says like, "Oh, Armin," I, it would be it would be amazing. It would be great if somebody killed Armin. I think that should also be allowed. I think the line for me is like, "Really, hey, go kill Armin." Yeah, okay. I think the line for me would hmm. be. Go kill Armin. Somebody, please go kill Armin. I think that's the line that they just crossed. Hmm. But before that, if somebody says like, hey, if somebody killed Armin, that would be a great thing. I would be celebrating that. I think that should be allowed as free speech. Okay, interesting. Well, okay. Well, do you recognize that that like it is very like it is provably true that like when people say like those things or whatever, like that those things like happen, right? Like when when like that yeah. when, when when like when when people allude to like things should like for example, there was like this famous example. Uh, fuck the 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 one who shot up uh who 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 uh who started shooting in like a, a synagogue or whatever in the US where he did like a manifesto where he talked about like the people that inspired him or whatever it wasn't like people telling go shoot up like synagogues or whatever it was just like people saying like oh the jews are causing issues whatever and like jewishness is like destroying culture or whatever yeah so the thing is though that there's nothing there's no set of policies and standards that you come up with that's not going to have harm, right? It's about sure. The it's about okay, what's it's all about trade-offs, right? There's like again, I don't know somebody I remember somebody mentioning there's there's no solutions, there's only trade-offs, right? Um whatever whatever wherever you're going to put the line, you're you know, as I could show you, like, oh, you put the line here. Well, here are the consequences of putting the line here. Well, oh, you put the line over here. Oh, here's the consequences of putting the line here. Um, you're always going to find really, really horrible things 
as a result of where you draw the line, no matter where you put it, the question is like, okay, where I could, where could I put this line that has the least amount of harm, not the no harm, right? And it's really hard to talk about this, especially when some of the harm is people dying, and you're if and then you express, well, this is a, this is the harm that we're going to accept. Are you going to say, well, really, you're going to you're trading human lives now? This you're tolerating people? No, dying? we always trade human what? lives. Yeah, we're always trading human lives. Well, you know, so I mean, even if you go, even if you go a lot more strict than what many people want, I can still show you that people are going to die because it, you need to go even more strict, or else people are going to die. But what are you giving up? Again, this is always this has been the historic trade-off has been security, giving up freedom for security, right? Sure. Um, and it's the reason is the people who want to give up the people who argue giving up freedom for security um it's easier for them to appeal to people's emotions is because it's easier to show lives lost for 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 lack of security right like you could just actually show that like oh look at these people that you just killed because of your ideas right it's just really easy to show that to people but the people that are on the side of like, oh, we need more freedom and we might need to have forego a little bit of security for freedom, they, the lives lost to lack of freedom are more indirect. Like this, a society that has less freedom progressing slower and that slow, that, um, that um, the, the progress uh, being slower, the way that affects people's lives the way that the and the way that lives are lost because of that the argument for that is not so direct and it, that's why it's high it's hard to appeal to people's emotion about what they're giving up mm. um there needs to be a better way for us to show people how much they're giving up if they do not fight for their freedoms yeah so like this is an interesting concept right so this is the concept of like of like where like where do you draw the line on like freedom right because because i could i can make the argument that for, let's say for example uh well we don't even have to use like a hypothetical example i say just in general um by the nature of how freedom of speech works i think some people's uh, freedom to speak inherently limits other people's freedoms to speak because of fear of like reprisal because of fear of like suppression right so for example if you allow a lot of um uh if you allow allow i guess a lot of um transphobic people to speak right i don't mm. i don't know how you feel about trans rights or whatever but like if you allow a lot of transphobic oh, I people support, to... i support trans rights. yeah cool yeah yeah so, so like if you allow a lot of like transphobic people to speech and like shit on them and like they're like very big because trans people are like a very small minority then trans people will be afraid to be like dogpiled right they'll be afraid to like be be targeted for like harassment and they, and they will speak out less because of that fear like because of somebody else's speech I think it's the other way around. First of all, I am all for safe spaces for people to like. If you have environments where people feel mm, not attacked, um, and you have rules for that community where certain people are not allowed, that's not against your freedom of speech. Freedom of speech doesn't mean you have the right to every goddamn platform out there, right? Um, so uh, I'm not against that, but. When it comes to the public arena and the government getting involved, I think 
not letting transphobic people to express themselves is actually going to put more trans people in danger uh, because it's going to be hard for us to see the red flags and then, um, you know, to see transphobia, how big of an issue transphobia is um, and how that we need to deal with it and for us to identify who the transphobic people are and especially the ones that are a threat to trans, uh, trans people, we want these people to identify themselves and we want them to, and we want these ideas to be out there for us to be able to challenge. I mean, I think a lot of people, um, I mean, I consider myself an anti-SJW person, but I recognize that a lot of anti-SJW people do not recognize how big of a problem the alt-right is. I think like a lot of people, a lot of them have, think like it's a minor issue and the reason why they think there's a minor issue is because they they're right now they have been driven to the darkest corners of the internet and you unless you hang in there you don't realize how like most people most people that i uh, in my community do not realize how big anti-semitic views are um you know how common outright explicit bigotry is, still is and the the reason why people don't recognize that as as how uh, is because they've been they're just like shunned into places where people don't see them. And I think like you know they that's it's just that, they're not gonna go away. They're not gonna just be like oh you don't you're not gonna be able to post on Facebook and Twitter. You think that's gonna make them these ideas disappear? No, these people will find each other. Um, and unless you talk to them. Um, unless you try to reach out to them, you, you're you're not fixing this problem. So I think, for the sake of trans people, um, you would want these people to you want to see this. You want these people to express themselves so that you could engage with them. Engaging with these people actually works. It's amazing to me that when I actually go inside these bubbles of these in, in, where these people hang out, because there's nobody else uh, there anymore other than the ones that they agree with. It's so easy, actually, to convince them out out of their ideas, um, because you know, like so, a high percentage of them will see that they're wrong if you just give us a little bit of an opportunity to talk to them. You have, you know, the you know, you have driven them into echo chambers, um, and you have removed our access to them. So, I mean. That is dangerous. That is dangerous to trans people. I think. Sure. I mean, I, I, I can sort of, I, I can see that perspective and sort of sympathize with it. Um, would you, would you recognize that, like, um, that, like, deplatforming, if like taken to like a, a relatively like extreme level, like, does work in terms of like limiting like those people's reach? So, like, for example, famous examples are Milo Unilap. Fuck. Unapolis, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Milo and and like Alex Jones as well, like because their deplatforming was so severe, like they were banned from like every single platform. They now make way less money and are able to reach like less people. Right. So what what I think happens is that those people are do get hurt and they do lose their audience, but the ideas themselves do not get that much. Uh, hmm. You know, the, you know, the, it's it's you're mostly hurting those individuals. You, you're not really hurting the idea that much. In fact, a but, lot but, of people, but less people, you, you might, sure, less people, like less people propagating an idea 
I think inherently uh, like will will make like less people follow it, right? So so like if we completely banned sort of anyone talking about Nazis or whatever, like less people would be exposed to like Nazi ideas. Like that they, they would still fast. I I agree that they would still have their communities and like fester and like get really like dangerous or whatever. But there would be less people overall because like the common person wouldn't be exposed to like that. Yeah, but their methods works better if you do if you tr if you do so. The thing is that the people, the more like the more you try to hide these people, the more people are going to be curious about what the hell you're trying to ban here. What are you trying? What are you trying to? Um, what is this so bad about these things that you don't want me to see? Right? Um, and more and more people. And the problem is a lot of the things that are getting banned. And people don't want to talk about there's some truth to them and then followed by a whole bunch of bullshit right uh that is not true and that layer of truth that some of that they use to spread their ideas are those like uncomfortable truths that also are getting banned from these platforms and then once you know certain things that is true but it seems like it's an outright narrative and then when you ban even those ide these ideas, those layers of truth can be used as a way to tell people, like, look, this is the truth that they're hiding from you. And then what's a lot, it's, it's very effective because when, when the people realize that, okay, this part of what they're saying is true and they're not letting me expose to this and I can look this up and it's actually true. And like, what else are they hiding from me? You're actually driving people, and then you're scaring when you, and also when you uh, ban these ideas from these platforms, then you're driving, you're you're creating an echo chamber, but you're also driving people to like, where? Well, I can't say these things here. What, I need to go find these places where people are allowed to say these say these things. So first, you create an echo chamber, and then you're they, also intimidating the people that like look. Reason. You're going to be kicked out. You're going to be in the go into the naughty zone if you say these things. So people are going to be like, "Well, where are? You? Let me. I'll go myself. Where is this? What are they saying?" Um, and then in those places, okay. So you might have like as Amazing. a percentage less people exposed to it, but that smaller percentage of people that are exposed to it are not hearing in those echo chambers are not hearing people telling you why they're wrong. I just think that that's a much more effective um, brainwashing tool. Right? Sure, I mean, I mean I, you, yeah, amazing. I, I mean, I I agree. I agree that um, I guess I, I I agree in the sense. Uh, I, again, I agree in like your your descriptive claim of, of the of the how uh, it can be more enticing when things are forbidden. 100% agree and also the fact that like if something is like inherently seen as like a forbidden or like bad thing and you figure it out and you like see one thing and then sort of things crumble or whatever and then you start believing something else and something else you sort of walk down the steps of like the uh, the dangerous ideology completely agree with that um, however what I do th if we're looking at a sort of strictly from like a utilitarian like pragmatic perspective let's say that there is let's say nazism right let's say so so what we can do is we can say okay either a hundred million people get exposed to like base level nazi nazi ideology or 
10,000 people get exposed to it, right? And then maybe even if you increase the conversion rate, you say, okay, well, of those 10,000 people, 30% are, are converted into Nazis. That might still be overall less people than if like the 100 million people, if they had like a 5% or whatever, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like from yeah. like a... Do you just, think there is any I mean, credence to that or or like I haven't I mean I don't I I don't think that's how it works because I I mean I, you could show me where it has where that where something like this has worked. I think overall um... the the you know if government getting involved in limit limiting certain ideas um, I mean, here's the thing. I'm a utilitarian as well. If you can show me that what you're saying is true, um, and you could, I would be like, well, as a utilitarian, I would back that policy then, because to me, it's, it's not about to me, it's not about principles. To me, it's about consequences. Okay. Um, I just that think the best way to fight harmful ideas is to expose them and tell people okay. why they're wrong. Yeah, so so the reason why I asked you that hypothetical is actually just to ask you a bigger question about like how you value freedom, right? So there's like two ways that you can sort of go about freedom. You can say, I value freedom as a means of achieving like a better society, like I want to use freedom as a tool to to get like better outcomes or you can say i value freedom as an end like i think freedom in itself is valuable like inherently right there's like two different ways do you understand yeah no 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 the truth matters because the truth the freedom matters because free people free societies are happier societies and they progress faster the truth matters no i don't fight for the truth because the truth matters because you know because i have this like oh i want you know the truth is useful <laughs> right um everything is about happiness everything is about making people making societies healthier okay. save saving people from misery making the highest number of people happy um that's the that's the only goal okay interesting yeah. so do you, okay so um so let me ask you then a question right because because uh, from like i'm i'm a libertarian because I believe that freedom in itself is a value that should be strived for. Because I, I don't think that no matter how good outcomes we can imagine, I don't think I don't think we can ever create as good outcomes for people as people can for themselves. Does that make sense? Okay, but okay, but that you just you just contradicted yourself. Because by good you just you, you you started saying something that seemed like you fight, you fight for freedom as a principle, but then your your defense of that was um, you mentioned the consequences of freedom, right? You you your argument mm -hmm. for that was because people because if you give people the freedom, they will get better, they will be able they uh, they will be able to come up uh, with better outcome for themselves rather than anybody else. That's why you defend freedom. So okay. isn't that a contradiction? Like you just no, yeah, you I just, understand. You just, yeah, defend, you just defended it with the utility of freedom. Sure, was sure. It? Yeah, I yeah. Uh, okay. So, so the other part of that, uh, so I guess, the second argument there would be that I also value people's decisions to choose worse outcomes for themselves.
right? Or or what I would consider Why? to be worse outcomes. Why? Uh, because I, I I value the ability to choose bad outcomes because I think that choosing bad outcomes can lead to better outcomes in the future. There you go. That's consequence again. <laughs> but you yeah. So it's not it's not because well, of it's a on a different either. Sure. Yeah. I guess I guess we're we're talking about the difference between like uh, meta ethics versus um, fuck. What's it called? Like. Um, it's like two different levels of ethics, I think. Um, so, but so then it comes to consequences. No matter what you do, every, every any principle that you defend. If I ask you why you defend that principle, whatever answer you have to that it ends up being okay. So it's not, it's not a principle you're de- defending. It's the consequences that you worry. Sure, but but well, I mean, I I think from that framing, you sort of remove the importance of like consequences, right? Because you have to somehow decide what are those consequences. So, for example, you could say to so somebody who is that consequence, someone who is like a deontologist, you could just say, well, why do you value those uh, deons? I think they're called like those those uh, those yeah. uh, those um, those duties. Why do you value those duties? And they would say, well, because they think it's going to create a better society. But then you say, ah, but actually th- that that is consequentialism. But it isn't, right? Yeah. Those are two different uh, no, but like, that's my ethical point. views. Everybody, I, I think my, my point is that everybody is, at the end of the day, a consequentialist. Okay. Um, <laughs> even, that's my point. Sure. Right? Okay. Uh, I guess... I think the philosophers principle... philosophers would take issue with that, but that's fine. Well, yeah, I, I, but I mean, I guess the only principle that, that it comes down to that you can't answer why after that is that we want people to be happy and, you know, we want less misery for people and we want more happiness for more people. That's sure. That's where all the, that's the, everything leads to that principle. That's the one that you can't answer why. Why? Because because well, sure, but there's but there's like different but there's like different ways to structure society, right? So, so like building on like a consequentialist yeah. framework, you can say you well you can be like a, a rule utilitarian or like an act utilitarian, and like those are different ways to sort of structure how to improve. Or or yeah, or I mean, we disagree on how we achieve that goal, obviously, but at end of the day, it comes to that one goal. I mean, even when you do argue with religious people, you know, it's all it, it, when you argue with anything about anything, um, it always comes down to that. Like, what? Oh, it, it, is Islam true or not? Well, why? Why are we talking about this? Well, we're trying to figure out, like, if there is an afterlife. Obviously, the solution to making the highest number of people happy is going to be completely different than if there wasn't. Right? It, hmm. All of these arguments comes down to that. Right? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm starting to see like like how you sort of structure your ethics. What's your what's your like? Um, how how do you think we decide what is true and false? Like, do do you think there's like objective right. truth? There is objective truth. We will never be able to know if we have achieved, uh, if we know what the objective truth is, but we can always tell if we are closer to it or far away from it by how powerful our predictive um how how accurate our predictive um methods are how um how you know the models that we create about how how everything works if it has a higher predictive power it must it, 
by logically must mean that our models are closer to reality than the models that don't. Um, right? So, you know, just n n being able to see that, um, yeah, and also the number of times that our models contradict each other. If the models that we can, uh, if the models that we create to explain the universe uh, and everything around us, the if they're consistent, if they're not self-contradictory, that's also an indication that we're coming up with better models, right? And that's what the scientific method is supposed to do, right? The scientific method is supposed to explain things uh, as best as it can in a way um, that that's why that's why one of the uh, good um, attributes of, a, of the scientific method is the fact that it's repeatable. Re the fact that it's repeatable shows that it has predictive powers, right? Mm -hmm. um, we, we come up with, oh. the scientific method also tries to come up, uh, adjust for our personal biases, including the scientist biases as much as we can. Uh, all the flaws that we have in our logic, in our observation, in our pattern recognition, um, you know, trying to adjust for all of that is what we call the scientific method. Sure, right? I'm, 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 uh, super. I, I, again, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think sort of the scientific method currently is sort of the best way to sort of assess the the truth claims of like certain statements. Um, right. I'm interested to hear. Um, would you would you then say that, for example, like let's say hundreds, if like a thousands years ago or whatever, that that religion had value then because religion could like by their standards better explain like some natural things that like i don't know whatever else system they had like before science existed right well there was never that i mean like when sure I sure so 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 for example saying why does it rain well it rains because god is like pissing on whatever the sky or like whatever whatever fantasy you want to say right well well at that time that made sense right because they had no alternative to that they like they they like there was only like fantasy right well, they had no well the explanation didn't make sense the fact that they came up with that explanation makes sense but the explanation itself doesn't make sense yeah i mean I, yeah I, I i mean i would agree but they would have no way to evaluate that right like uh, at that time right that that was like their their best guess at the time just just like for example that science right now as we know it could be wrong we just have no way to evaluate it because those are the scientific paradigms of the time right the science science has changed over time well, I mean, okay, so when I, when we say the scientific method is a superior method to almost any other method right now, not almost, it is it is the better method. Uh, yeah, science is flawed, science makes mistakes, scientific method sometimes gives us wrong answer, but it's the best method that we have come up with um, by far. Um, and to say, well, at some, you know, the, the scientific method has become more uh, more powerful compared to before, and at some, at, before we didn't have it as a tool, and we had um or it, we didn't has it have it as as refined as it is as as a tool right uh right now so that because we didn't have it we had more wrong answers than right answers yeah so i mean yeah i mean we're not passing judgment on people for coming up with wrong answers because it didn't have the scientific okay. method like obviously like yeah i mean that's that's to be expected hmm Okay. But but the fact that the, the but the fact that they came up with so many wrong answers without the scientific method is actually makes our point. 
of how important it is yeah. to have the scientific method. I guess I, I guess my question would be like, how do you, I guess, value what a correct and wrong answer is? Like, especially like pre-science, like pre-science. I mean, I, I would even say right now, like it, like science can give us a good bet, but it cannot ultimately say if something is right or wrong. Why right? it can just say this yeah. is this and is yeah. like what we think is the is the best, and it doesn't pretend to. Yeah, That's yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, 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 I agree. I, I just, I'm just saying, like, I guess in the past, uh, like when science was much worse or whatever, like, fuck, like, um, could you then say, I guess, could, I guess, could you rate the like the the religions against each other by by like how like how well, I mean how how much how much it improved people's lives for example like for example like from a utilitarian perspective you could say like one religion was better than the other because it it provided better outcomes i mean uh, um you know bad information or wrong ideas it's it's a matter of how much they how less they hurt people rather than how they help people sure, right sure but like you make you know yeah yeah but like you, but, you can but, rate them, but like who, which which ideas hurt the less lessest, right? And that would yeah, be better I mean, because they would be better. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, from uh, as a pragmatic, pragmatically, I think like I'm is I'm more interested in to just go after ideas because they're false rather than sure. rank them, right? Um, I'm just like this is this is wrong. We're gonna call it out as bullshit. Yeah because it's just wrong right i think pragmatically we don't wait for ideas to become harmful before we fight them but also when it comes to the nature the relationship between uh, science and religion we have um you know unless you go back to cavemen religion was always you know around when science was also around right maybe yeah. not as effective as we have it today but science was has been with us for a very long time, right? Um, and sure. the, the interesting thing about religions is that they haven't, they, what they've done is not just a fight against um, science, but also using science as a way to, you know how we, when we talk about the alt-right people is that they try to use some, some truths that you don't know about as a way to convince you that they know some other things that other people are not telling you about. And then they, they, there's a whole bunch of bullshit that they feed you because they, they, they convince you that they are they're the They hold these truths that nobody else is telling you by feeding that, feeding you that truth that you, you could easily see that is right. And nobody else knows it. So they must, these other bullshit that they're telling you must also be right. This is exactly what religions do. Right? So for example, when it comes to science, you can see that with, like for example, with you know medicine or with um, stars, um, looking at the sky and you know observing how the stars move and coming up with predictive mo models to say like, well, ten years from now, this is this is the sun is going to go dark or this is going to happen uh, to this planet or you know not just stars but also planets and stuff like that. And if you keep observing it, you, the the fact that this a lot of these religious people came up with models to show how the stars work and telling people like, oh, this is going to happen, and then people seeing like, oh my god, it did happen. These people must be connected to the gods somehow. How would they know this, right? Um, and then also using that as a way to feed your whole bunch of bullshit. Um, you know, so we have to just be careful because we, the history of Christianity and Islam does involve religious institutions uh, funding science 
but also using it as an excuse to show people that their religion, not just their science, has tapped into something about the universe that you must not know, uh, that the, the average people don't know. And that's also a signal for why they are connected to a higher level of authority than the average person. Sure. I guess I guess I I, I get that. Um, yeah. I guess maybe I, I have a because because like I'm I'm it's getting late for me, so I'm looking to wrap it up. I have yeah. sort of like a final question for you. Um, okay, okay. How, how do you how do you think you can sort of uh, improve uh, your messaging in terms of like reaching more people? And like, are there like certain people that you're trying to reach more than like other kinds of people? Are there people who you think are like specifically susceptible to like your way of talking and thinking? And like, how do you, I guess. How do you right. plan on reaching those people? Well, I mean, um, I think, you know, right now, I mean, the main thing that I think it, it frustrates me is that the level of discomfort people have about being shown that they're wrong. Okay. and just normalizing the idea that like oh you know oh yeah i was wrong that was my idea yesterday and i was wrong this is my new idea now it just seems like for a lot of people that was is such a personal attack to who they are and what they say um you know it just seems like a part of them is being lost if 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 they have to admit that you know they were wrong about something and it seems like ideas are not, people are not arguing certain points because they are interested in what is true and what is not true. It's most, it seems like, you know, not just like in religious people, but also atheists when it comes to political ideas. It just seems like these are my ideas because this is my tribe and this is what my tribe says. And I'm saying these things to signal to my tribe that I belong to the tribe. And this is what you. This is what people who are the enemies of my tribe usually say. So if you say these things or sound like you're saying these things, then you are the outgroup, and I have to be as strongly against you to signal to my tribe that I'm a hero, not not just belong to the tribe, but I'm also a hero of the tribe. So it's really hard to convince people what is right and what is wrong if they're not even interested in what is right and what is wrong. If they're just looking for the narratives to defend just so that they have the sense of belonging. Now, how could we address that? Like it's, you know, if they're, if the argument, if the point is not even to figure out what is true, then you, then we trying to come up with ways to convince people what is true or what is wrong. It's, it's not even addressing the problem that we're having, right? The, the sense of belonging and also being celebrated by your tribe is the need that people are responding to not knowing the truth. So figuring that out and how to effectively respond to that, like what do we do then? Do we actually address the fact that most people do need a tribe and want a tribe? Like, can we just expect people like, oh no, don't be tribal? Well, it seems like to be hardwired in our brains. You can't just ask people to get rid of that. So coming up with an answer to that and effectively address that seems to be... Um, yeah, because this was an interesting part of like your discussion with destiny right and, and like you sort of talked about sort of your approach is sort of just 
opening up ideas for people who come to you and like want to listen. Right? And I think that's like a very noble approach. But ultimately, I think some of the people who are worst off because of like religion will never be exposed to sort of your way of approaching, right? People who are the most oppressed, people who don't have access to like internet and like television or whatever, because they live in like societies that forbid those things or like restrict those things to some extent to like certain kinds of people. Um, like how, I guess, and, and like ultimately you could argue, oh, well, I mean, I, I would argue as well that like those people that you're able to reach are people who are already questioning, right? They come to you questioning, looking for like some kind of answer and you sort of provide like a different type of answer. And while I think that's great, um, I'm just like here thinking, fuck, how, how can I ever convince my parents, for example? Uh, or like, how can right. I ever convince... Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, a lot of the people that come to us, they come to us because they're offended. And we end up changing a lot of their opinions as mm. well. Um, so it's not a, it's not just people who are curious. There are also people that are coming on to just crush us. And we, in the past 15 years, we have experienced a lot of them changing their opinions in their, you know, arguing themselves out of their position rather than arguing us out of their position, which is not always a good thing because we also, I always worry if I don't change my mind fundamentally about something important for a very long time, I feel like, Oh my God, have I become dogmatic? Like what is like, why haven't I changed? <laughs> like I can't be yeah. right about so many things. Like how arrogant could I be to not change my opinions? Um, but I don't, I, I do think we are reaching, we are reaching a, um, a lot of people in, um, you know, our podcast where we can see that is being listened to in Egypt, in Saudi Arabia, mm. in Iran. Um, you know, I made my book. Oh, by the way, here's my book. Um, I oh. translate, you know, somebody translated this to Why There Is No God. It's been translated to Arabic and Persian and made available for free in those languages. Um, and that's a, a, that's a nice who... cover. It's, it's actually, it's, it's really right. pleasing. It's like, uh, yeah, it's oh, cool. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, and a lot of people who, re, re, I mean, I, I'm just one person, and it seems like I get a lot of, you know, signals that I've managed to change a lot of people's opinions. Yeah. And to me, and but but overall, the whole activist atheist activist community seems to have been having a major impact um, on countries. Like, I mean, I heard like Saudi Arabia seems to have five percent atheists. I mean, and and growing. That's incredible. Saudi. I mean, that you can't get more closeted than Saudi Arabia, right? So five yeah. percent atheists. These are atheists that could that are not allowed to consume atheist content and not allowed to say to other yeah. people that they're atheists. That is huge progress for me. Five percent in Saudi Arabia. Like, how do yeah. we even manage that? I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I. I agree, but I'm like, I'm like, fuck! Like, how do you, how do you increase that number in Saudi Arabia? Like, like you have to actually what? go there on the ground and like. No, talk to I mean, the, people in Saudi Arabia have internet, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, but um, like, but like, do they watch like these kinds of content? I don't know. They are like, for example, really, the Arab, yeah, the atheist Arab YouTube community is growing so fast. They are becoming online celebrities. The Urdu ones are just starting. I myself make um, Persian. I have a show, Atheist Republic in Persian, called Jomuriya Bi Um 
and we just we just recently like we just started like only a year ago and now we're seeing a lot of momentum in that especially not you know unfortunately youtube is blocked in iran so it's hard to watch it in um uh, with using oh. uh, filters and stuff but our like in t- like our videos are getting copied and spread everywhere on like on telegram and all these other that uh, um social media outlets and you know we just got started and you know the fact that like for example muslims second generation muslims in the united states a recent report showed 25 percent of them leave islam so that shows like 25 percent that's that's what you get when they're exposed to other ideas so if we could imagine the progress we could make once we break down the walls that they built for us for us not to be able to access these 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 people like imagine what they're afraid you know they are like a lot of the people that use a lot of them i follow a lot of islamic content uh in the past few years they have gone from anti-jewish and anti-christian to making anti-atheist atheist content. To me, that's a sign of progress. Why are they making more anti-atheist progress? We must be a threat to them right now. Like, or else they wouldn't be they wouldn't be having their guards up, right? And we're sure. doing that with no resources. They have oil money behind them. They have like countries, um, you know, government budgets behind their promotion of idea. And we have like our Patreon accounts and like nothing, and with we're we're a threat to them now. I mean, I can't imagine how much progress we're going to make in the next decade or so. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, I, I agree with that. I, I like ultimately, I think especially for like countries like the United States, for example, I think like just putting out ideas where you can, I think ultimately is is that a big reason why so many people are converting away from like uh, like uh, Islam. Uh, I think you said like twenty five percent. That's that's pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but in, I'm in, like, in, but I'm I'm just like thinking, fuck, like like if you're because I think there's like an intersectionality between like if you're like really poor, but also religious, you have a much lower chance of converting out because you don't have as much time to like consume that content or like think about these things. Um, yeah, but it's about you know I say like compounding interest, right? Like if you look at the um, the good ideas that survived in history, never happened overnight. Um, it was a slow progress, and we can, if we look, you know, when if you're mounting, if you're mount, if you're uh, uh, climbing a mountain, uh, you don't, you know, the a good idea is just to like look at the next step and the next step. If you, if if the entire time you keep looking at the highest peak of the mountain, you're gonna get, you're gonna exhaust yourself, and you're gonna demotivate yourself, and you're gonna feel like it's all for nothing. Just don't look at the highest peak and you're like, oh my god, that's so far. Just look at the next hill, like I'm, that's the next objective, right? Um, and you know, celebrate the fact that you the progresses that you're making along the way. And so it's not a binary thing. It's not like, oh my god, look how far we are. Well, you know, no idea has won, um, like you know, like that. Like people who are fighting slavery at some point, it seems like it's impossible for like the world is not going to be able to function without slavery. How could we even fight that? But look at the progress. Look at gay rights. Look at women rights. Look at trans rights. Right? None of these ideas, just none of these victories happened overnight. So, I mean, sure, yeah. Relatively, yeah. we're making a lot of like historically, the ideas are changing faster than ever. So, um, so well, yeah, hopeful. we have we have unprecedented access to like internet and like streaming of like different like hearing about stuff from like different tribes than your own is like an all time high, right? So I think right that has a lot of things to do with that. Okay. By the way, can I plug my YouTube yeah, channel? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. Check out uh, people Republic. people are asking where to find you. Oh yeah, YouTube channel. Check us, uh, Atheist Republic. Um, yeah, and please subscribe. We uh, the YouTube algorithm really is hurting us. I mean, on Facebook, Atheist Republic is more than two million, but our YouTube channel doesn't really seem to want to grow. So if you guys Wait, do, you shill? Oh, but it- I'm I'm curious. Do you shill your YouTube on your other platforms? Yeah, it doesn't work though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. We see we say naughty words and we use like um country, we talk about controversial topics so we don't show up and recommend it or people's feed as often as other oh. channels. Everybody's we asking should. for a link in chat. Fucking hell. Okay, wait. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Atheist guys. That's good. Uh, can I can I put a copy on, of this on my own channel as well? I link yeah, to yeah, yours. I... Yeah. Give me the link so I could uh, if I uh, if I upload this on Atheist Republic. Yeah, I'll I'll um, send it to you. I'll send it to you on uh, on Discord when we're done. Um, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Oh, also thanks to Vic Vikram. Vikram, thank you for setting this up. I I want to thank Vikram so he's motivated to do. To find more great <laughs> discussions from <laughs> he set up cool. this conversation so i really i'm really grateful for that yeah i think ultimately we sort of we talked about a, a bit of like different issues as well i think it's always interesting to hear like different people's like ethical systems and like how they sort of mm. why they think why did what they think and uh you're definitely interesting to talk to and i hope we can we can talk again sometime yeah this is this was a lot of fun i actually really enjoyed talking to you yeah, likewise. Have a have a good day. Um, you too. See you around. <laughs> Amazing. Right, see you. Bye. Bye.